Welcome to another great episode of Sports Matters. I am your host, Kevin Drake, and sitting right across from me, your other host, Mr. Matt Burt Sports. How are you doing this morning? There we go. There we go. Not too Run bad. Run that again. The rundown on today, we're going to talk about some UCI sports, UCI men's basketball, touch up on other UCI sports, and then our new tradition that we started last year, the Sports Matters Hi, this Awards. Is the, yeah, this is this will be the third award of the Sports Matters I did it one time, you and you were here. Came up with this idea. It's the Sports Matters Awards. I'm disappointed to say that literally none of you picked up your trophies. They're all sitting in my car, so all the athletes that won, you can come find me and get your trophy. So what Matt and I do, we do some fun stuff with the Sports Awards, and we'll be be doing this at the bottom of the hour is... Is we, we do our own selection of fun awards. Some of them are you know related to other awards, and some are non-related. But it's just all fun stuff that we do on Sports Matters. But we're going to get right into UCI Sports. And we have a guest in studio here. I believe you're an intern, so please enlighten us your name. Hi, I'm uh, Joel Sandoval Franco. Well, welcome. How's the class been, the radio uh, class? Yeah, um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been really interesting. Uh, all new things. I'm a poli-sci major, so it's been... A lot of new things that I thought I wasn't going to get into, so it's been a lot of fun. Yep. So what sports do you follow? Yeah. I mean, uh, recently, because of all the basketball hype, I've been following the Lakers. I'm, a, I'm from L.A., so I'm a Lakers fan. I've played soccer all my life. Uh, come from a Mexican family, so it's been in my blood. So I've been playing, yeah, soccer all my life. Barcelona fan, so for all the Real Madrid fans listening, I'm sorry. Ooh, <laughs> what about the Juventus fans? Oh, yeah. I mean, Roma just really nothing now without Kashana, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. But now, do you follow any UCI men's basketball? Uh, No, I caught the homecoming game, but other than that, I haven't been able to come out, but. They have had an extraordinary season. This is by far, this is Coach Russell Turner's ninth season at the helm, and this is his best start of the year. They're 23-5. of five. They are 11-1 and one in conference play. Now, they do got a very challenging game coming up this Thursday at UC Davis. And Matt and I, we're at the, the home game. It's one of the last games that Matt and I attended was uh, UC Davis and TJ Shorts. And this kid is amazing. From what Coach Russell Turner told me is the last loss they had on the road was actually at UC Davis. Hmm. So this is going to be the greatest challenge. And I do have the press conference, which I'll play in just a moment there. I was able to catch up with Jonathan Galloway and Coach Russell Turner after the game versus Cal Poly. That was a fun game on Thursday night. It's just one of those games where it was a good crowd, second to the last home game, and UCI did not disappoint. They just played tremendously on defense. And that's what Coach Russell Turner's philosophy is, is he's defensive first. So in the beginning part of the season, with some of the newer pieces that he added to the team, it took him a little bit of time to gel. Now they are gelling. And you just see how fluid they are, just how the defense literally sets up their offense. I know. And going forward, we've gotten to this point where it's make or break in the conference tournament. I mean, I can see them getting an at-large bid. It's going to be tough with their... You know, the special, they have this new thing called this, I forget the term, but it's like a specialty game where it's a game where your RPI is so low versus a team that is so high. They didn't have a great specialty game record. They went two and two. So it's going to be an interesting kind of look, but I do have a lot of confidence going into this tournament because they have the success that they had in conference play. I think this is going to be a good test because UC Davis played them well. The two best teams that have played them well this season are UC Davis and Long Beach State. And so those are two teams to look at as threats. Hopefully 
the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it's all about because the last time they were in the NCAA, just to fresh your memory, was in 2015. And if you remember, you know, headlined by Mamadou and Tajaye, the big seven foot six center. <laughs> you probably was, weren't attending I here. I wasn't here. <laughs> Second year, yeah, I wasn't here yet. This is going to be great. This team is just so balanced from one through 12, literally. And the future looks bright for this team. You know, I'm going to play this press conference in a moment, but I noticed on Thursday night because it became a blowout where they just they just took control from the get-go. And the man that really sets the tone every single game is Jonathan Galloway with his defense. I mean, literally off the tip-off, he dives for a loose ball. I was just extremely impressed with him, just the way he plays. He sets the tone, but the entire team, they all play great defense. They're all rebounding the ball. It just shows a testament to what Coach Russell Turner preaches. Like I just said, the defense sets up their offense. Yeah, it, that's kind of how it goes. What, what was the record that they had? Under 60, I think we said this last show where it was like, that has to be close to 90-something games Oh, it's, it's, it's probably like 95-2. and two. They are 18-1 and one this year when they hold their opponents 70 points or less. 60 points or less, they're 12-0. and 0. Defense wins you games. I'm going to play the press conference of this past Thursday's game, in case you didn't know. UCI won 74-47 over Cal Poly. And you're going to hear from Jonathan Galloway, followed by Coach Russell Turner. Well, Mr. Galloway, you are the man who just loves to play defense. And from the very first play, you dove for a loose ball. Tell me how important it is to set the tone for your team. That's my role on this team is, you know, as a leader, as a captain, to set the tone on defense. And that's something I've been known to do for my whole career here pretty much. So every possession on defense is really important to myself and our team. Yes, I also know, too, you also got a pretty good offensive game, too, that no one even knows about. Tonight, you shot 83% from the field. Can you elaborate on that? Um, I just take good shots, you know, shots that benefit our team and shots that I'm real comfortable with. I'm not trying to do anything too flashy or, you know, I'm not, I'm not making it about myself. My teammates find me, and if it's a good shot for myself and the team, I'm going to put it up, and I'm going to shoot with confidence. We definitely know if there's a, a – a picture of you in a dictionary, there'll be effort right there because I've seen you die for so many loose balls tonight and coming up with those 50-50 balls. And that's so important for, for, for possessions in the game. I wanted to ask you, who do you idolize growing up? Because I know you grew up out here in Southern California. Who was a player that you really idolized as a basketball player? Uh, just off the top of my head, I really like Kevin Garnett because, you know, he was known as a defensive stopper too and he was really good offensively. And I looked up to him. He was... He was the man back in the day, you know, Hall of Famer. So that was somebody I definitely looked up to. You know, we definitely see that out on the court. You've been a joy to watch. I've had this show now for two and a half years, and you're just like the backbone of this team. It just seems like, you know, when you, you set the tone defensively, it seems like your team really responds. I mean, yeah, like I said earlier, you know, it's my job to really go out there and do it, whether it's, you know, grabbing a rebound, diving on a loose ball you know, digging for a steal, whatever the case may be. You know, I'm just trying to make an effort on defense, and if we get stops, that puts our, uh, our team in a good position to win. Not to rush things a bit, but looking ahead to UC Davis, going up against the second time you're facing this year, T.J. Ward. Yeah, he's a great player, and, you know, it's, uh, it's real tough to win over there too, so we got to get ready. We're going to start tomorrow at practice, get our game plan right, work hard, and we're going to go over there and compete. Absolutely. We know you're going to bring the effort, definitely. And uh, one last question for you. So, first of all, congratulations. You just graduated with a degree in criminology and law and society. So what are your plans after uh, college? I mean, after college, 
I want to play professional basketball for as long as I can, and then once the ball stops bouncing, fall back on that degree. And I'm not really too sure. I'm trying to get an idea. Right now, I'm, I'm pursuing my master's in criminology as well. So I'm thinking about becoming a police officer, and if that's something I really want to do, I'll, I'll probably end up doing that. I mean, it kind of coincides defense and, you know, criminology, but no. But the best of luck to you, Mr. Galloway, and thank you once again. And a great win tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Coach, it was a great win tonight. It's, it's a pleasure to watch your team win their ninth consecutive game in conference play. What can you attribute to their effort tonight? You know, I, I think our team is competitive and hungry, and uh, we're deep, so we have high-level practices. And uh, I thought that the level we were able to play at early in that game was more than what Cal Poly's used to seeing. And uh, for that reason, we dictated the game early and uh, kind of kept our, our foot on the gas the whole way. So. I'm pleased with the overall effort, both on offense and defense. Absolutely. I, I mean, from the tip-off, Jonathan Galloway always seems to establish himself, you know, establish the defense. And yeah. just from that very first, the, the very first tip, he was going after the loose ball. What can you say about his effort? Well, I'm just really, you know, it's fun to watch Gallo right now because he's playing with a high level of confidence on offense. And I love the way he's, you know, producing on the offensive end. But he's always been a dominant defender and rebounder and shot blocker and tone setter for us. Um, for a long time, I've said Gallo's a winning player, and uh, he's playing like a really high-level player now with the production he's given us on the offensive end to go along with all that he does for us on defense. You know, the only thing I noticed in the first half, uh, Yasal Warko picked up those two quick fouls. So how was the team able to respond you know, when you reached to the bench there? Well, I like the way we responded. I thought that uh, – we got really good performances from our other guards. I thought Robert Cartwright did a nice job. He's always the first guy that I go to off the bench as a point guard. But I also thought we got really good point guard play from Max Hazard and from Spencer Rivers. Uh, the thing I like about our team is that I don't get worried if one guy's out or not available or not playing well because there's so many others who can step in. And I'm used to seeing, you know, really strong performances in practice from all these guys. Tonight our fans got to see those, you know, from multiple perimeter players. There's one stat that really sticks out to me is that every single person had at least one rebound, if not multiple rebounds. <laughs> yeah, I think our guys all know the expectation that uh, this program has about, you know, pursuing the ball when it's loose, uh, whether that's on the floor or on the board. I loved our effort to the loose balls on the floor tonight. Um, you know, so yeah, again, that's not a stat that surprises me. All of our guys know that that's a, an expectation here, and I think we gained energy off of that. And uh, I also got to say that I was really pleased with, with Solomon Riddell. You know, three buckets, um, a tip jam, you know, that was created by Darian Trailer. I thought Darian did a good job of helping Solo there. Uh, that was fun for me to see, and probably fun for the uh, fans to see as well. Absolutely. And I noticed you, know, you brought some of the younger guys in, like to Trailer and, and Solomon, and, and, uh, and I see you out there, you're really coaching them up. Yeah, I mean, my message consistently to this team is that we need everybody. And uh, I thought Darian did some good things for us tonight. I, I, I hate that I'm not able to give him more minutes um, because all these guys have value in certain places and certain matchups. And uh, tonight, I thought Darian worked his minutes well. And um, I do expect that he, along with every other guy, will be ready when I call their name. Tonight they were. 
I know it was a great win tonight, but uh, coming up next, I know it's a week away, but it's at UC Davis, and uh, get to see the last game I was actually at, TJ Shorts again. So I know you're going to have a good defensive game plan for that. Yeah, we know that'll be a high-level game. That's the uh, the last conference game on the road that we lost was to UC Davis. You know, we know they came in here at the end of the season last year in a huge game and outplayed us. Um I feel we were fortunate to win the first game here in overtime in some ways. So uh, we're looking forward to that matchup, but we do have, you know, seven days now before we play it. So uh, we got to get some work in to be better in that time, and uh, I'm excited to compete in that one. Well, Coach, this is all I have, but I just want to say it's just been a great pleasure to watch your team win nine straight games because it's the defense that's really kept them in these games. And yeah, it's just thanks. a real pleasure. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you saying that. It's, this is a fun group to coach, and I hope a fun group to follow for everybody in the UC Irvine community. Excellent. Thank you, Coach. Beautiful brand of basketball. Thanks. Appreciate it, man. It certainly is. A beautiful brand of basketball, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I was at the game. It was a lot of fun. I know, Matt, if you could have been there, I know you would have, but I know you were working. Mm-hmm. But just like Coach says, the defense, they feed off that energy. You know, they got their big game coming up this Thursday at UC Davis. And and I'm very confident that this team was, you give Coach Russell Turner seven days to prepare for a game, you know this team's going to be ready. They're just playing such great basketball. And this is a time where you want to be in that nice flow. You know, they haven't quite reached their peak yet, but yet they're playing just so good. You can see what they established the entire season. And now it's starting to come to fruition. And like you said, Matt, it's all about the three nights in March. The Big West Conference Tournament. And if they could sweep those three, which in the last couple of years, they've been in the final game. They just ran out of gas. But I don't see this team running out of gas. Yeah, year. no, not with the depth that they have. But it's it's tough to say we still have to get through the rest of this year. If you want to go support your Anteaters, we have one more game at the Brandon Event Center for this men's basketball team. And that'll be Saturday. March 9th. Yes. Starts at 7. If you can't make it to the game, guess what? It's on ESPN3, so go ahead and log on to ESPN3 if you want to watch. And if you can't, just you know, hop on to AM830 and listen to our man Trent Rush. Trent he'll, Rush. He'll call a great game. Because I listen to the games on KUCI, when, and they have Trent Rush on. Yes. But the road games are tough to listen to. It's all static for me. I don't know about you, but the home games sound amazing. Yes. Well... Uh, I guess give credit to our engineering department yeah, here. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Props to you, Tom, and everyone else that's involved. <laughs> There's the women's side, which they are 17 and seven. They dropped a heartbreaker. They lost on a last-second shot. They got a seven and five conference record. And Jordan Sanders led the way with 24 points and 10 rebounds. How about that? She just does a little bit of everything: block shot, a steal. They just play great defense. And then switching over to baseball, there UCI men's baseball. Okay. They got beat pretty good by San Diego State, but this is how they responded. They swept Rice, 11-5, 7-0, and 11-4. Rice is a historically great baseball program, yes. by the way. and they did that in their house. And we got to give out props to the Big West Player of the Week, and that's Mr. Brandon Lewis. And those four games... He batted 462. He had seven hits, two home runs, eight RBIs. Yes. What a week he had. And on the season, he's hitting 345 with 10 hits. Eight of those are extra base hits. So he's got four doubles, four home runs, 11 RBIs, a couple of walks. Man, that's almost like Joey Votto-esque numbers. (laughs) He's also hitting dingers, too. Let's not forget about that. That's a tough ballpark to hit home runs in. They hit two and five RBIs and three doubles. That's amazing. And if you're interested in seeing this men's baseball team play, number 17, Michigan, 
next Ooh, Wednesday. Next Wednesday. That's going to be six. good. That's so, going to be good. That'll be a good game to watch. So much great UCI sports. And even the water polo teams, you know, kicking off the women's water polo team. They're 10 and 5. They had a nice big win, and they'll be coming back home as well. So the sports world here at UCI, it's in full swing. Nothing bigger than a UCI men's basketball game on Thursday night. Obviously, we got the baseball game at LMU on tonight. Switch it over to college basketball. What did you think about the explosion? Of Zion shoe, <laughs> I uh, saw that. I was like, "Did he slip on something?" I just didn't think that his shoe would just fall apart like that. Is he just that strong of a human being? He is just that strong of a human being. So, <laughs> I read something, and it was that his freshman year, he was six foot three, one hundred and seventy five pounds. He put on a hundred pounds of muscle by his junior year. By his junior year, he put a wow. hundred pounds of muscle on. So I just think the shoes weren't built for him. I think they need to make some specialty shoes for him because the linings that they make, they're trying to make them so light. They want to make these light basketball shoes, and then you get these big football-esque guys, and they're going to rip through those, and we saw it on there. And thank God it wasn't a worse injury. It was just a mild sprain. I get grade one, which is the best kind. So he's only out for a little bit. And I know that there was they, everyone started this whole buzz about, oh, he should not play for the rest of this year. He should do what he wants. Exactly. He do you know what? I'm so glad that you just said that, Matt. That's exactly what I say. He can make his own decision. What got him there is his competitive nature is why he's become this great basketball player. Yes, he's got some God-given talents, but he's worked hard at it, and he's a competitor, and he wants to play. If he wants to play... You let him play. That's his decision to make. It's not our decision to make, and it's not our. Sh- we shouldn't influence him to make decision that he doesn't want to make. Here's my recommendations for shoes that he should wear instead of the Paul Georges. I think he should go with more of a LeBron shoe because he's more of that build. You play with the the player build that you have, and LeBron James and Zion Williamson. If you look at them comparison, they are both. Very strong. I got to give a shout out to Coach Dale Brown. His LSU Tigers are ranked number 13 in the nation. I've been keeping tabs with him through email. And he's been telling me, you know, just from the beginning of the year that LSU is loaded and they have great coaching by Coach Will Wade. And he's so right. This team has had a couple of big, impressive wins. I mean, the way they just, they got that nice, you know, last second win against Kentucky. And, and some would say it could be a little bit of controversy there. But you know what? Their defense kept them in the game. They made the plays when they needed to, and they won that game fair and square. They won it outright. And then they beat up on Tennessee, too, who was the number one ranked team in the nation last week. Not anymore. LSU surging. That's another team that you could easily have in your final four, says Coach Dale Brown. But I, I, I believe in that team, and I'm hoping it's UC Irvine in there, too. Would that be something? UC Irvine versus LSU in the final four? Woo! We get a lot better recruits. We're, dre- we're dreaming. We're dreaming. We don't want to jump ahead. Knock no, on wood. We, we got are going way too far. Yeah, yeah. Let's just <laughs> worry about re- UC Davis. I just want to give a nice shout-out to the my New Orleans fans. I know some of my people down in New Orleans are listening, so go Tigers. And they spell that G. G-E-A-U-X Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah, That's I, how they say it down in New Orleans. I, I, <laughs> I would probably mispronounce that, but I kind of want to ask Dale Brown what he thinks about what's going on with College Hoops, the corruption trial, because now we, we got some interesting news. It's been a slow burn. Now, Sean Miller and Will Wade have to appear in court. They got subpoenaed. So it's kind of interesting what's going on there. I just think that Will this Wade, is, he's only, this is only his second season. Right. So he got subpoenaed. I just saw this article today, so I could 
because Dale Brown had some things that happened to him during his coaching career. Completely unfair. Completely unfair. Yeah. I mean, like I want to, I want to get his take yeah. on what how the NCAA. Well, hopefully does we these can things. get him up back on the show. Yeah, I'm sure he's interested to come back on when it's the schedules available. But busy man. Yeah, he's still a busy man. I mean, well into retirement, he's still a busy man. He's a very inspirational speaker, motivational speaker. He does a lot of that. He's got a lot of family that he uh, you know keeps up with, and he he's still moving and shaking in his early 80s. So. <laughs> You just got to love his energy. You just got to appreciate him. One thing I did want to mention back for the press conference of Jonathan Galloway, you know, he graduated with a degree in criminology. That's awesome. I, yes. I love that portion of it for sure because that's why they're here. They're student athletes. Exactly. You know, but it's good to hear that he wants to have a dream in law enforcement. Well, he did say, I said, what is your plans after college? And he says, well, I'm going to play basketball professionally. He says, when the basketball stops bouncing, you'd like to be a police officer along those lines. I thought, oh. I just thought, how it coincides defense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is yeah. very true. Yeah. Very, very intelligent young man. And the future is bright for him. And for everybody uh, that's here at UCI, all UCI students, having an education, that four years, whatever it is, whatever you graduate in, they can't take it away from you. And it will allow you to do whatever you want to do in life. And if anything, you learn so much through your college experience. Zot, zot to the UCI Ant Eaters. we got to do our Sports Matters Awards. Yeah, you know what we need to do? We need to get some... Oscars music. I don't even know what the Oscars music has. Do they have a theme music? I think they, they do. do. Oh, I, okay. I can get down with it. <laughs> this uh, this could be an award music. So what we sure. could do? We could just jump right into our sports matters it. awards. We need because to. this is something that Matt and I, Matt, you know, started this a couple years ago. It's it's wonderful tradition here. It's not a knockoff off the SPs, but no. it kind of is. It's it's our thing. But, but it's our thing. First thing, I got to give a shout out. And you know, for the most class by a head coach, I'm gonna have to give it to Doc Rivers for last night for what he did. I don't know if you watched the Clipper game, but with 9.3 seconds left, he called a timeout. The Clippers are already up by nine. The game was over. He grabs the microphone and he says, "Dirk Nowinski." Everybody applaud him. The greatest basketball player of all time, Dirk Nowinski. And it was just such a cool moment. They they allowed the timeout to extend, and everybody gave Dirk Nowinski a standing ovation his last time in Los Angeles. And I just thought that was such a class move by Coach Doc Rivers. I have to give him the most class. Doc Rivers, you win the award on Sports Matters. Well, this is the perfect music for the classiest award. Absolutely. All right. Okay, so category number one. Not a, most number one. stylish. Hair. Most stylish hair. We got one of ours. If you don't know who anyone is, I feel free to Google. I can even spell it out. I won't though, but you can. You kind of get the picture. The first nominee is Lonnie Walker for the San Antonio Spurs. The man has a pineapple-looking haircut. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And our second nominee is Robin Lopez because he doesn't look like he has had a haircut since he entered the NBA. True. So and I think it helps him on the defensive the, end. It helps him on the defensive end. <laughs> I'm sure that. Uh, last but not least, we have Paul Pogba for his amazing haircuts during the World Cup. You know him, that's Joel? True. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. He's got yeah. some amazing interesting, hair. Very interesting. Very interesting. All of them have interesting hair. But, I mean, ever since I've seen Lonnie Walker put on his draft hat with that haircut that he had, and it looked like the hat was floating up in the air, and he's just, like, moving around, it is, <laughs> it is a picture worth Googling. Lonnie Walker wins. 
best hair from Sports Matter. Yes, he does. Now to the most inspirational athletes. We have we have a nice lineup here. We do have we a really nice Shaquem lineup. Griffin. And explain each person's nom- why is he nominated. So Shaquem Griffin is the man with one hand. The right? man with one hand. The got man drafted. with one hand that got drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. But he was a great linebacker. He is a great linebacker. He's good. Our next nominee. Jalen the- Smith. I'll let you elaborate on Jalen yeah. Smith. So Jalen Smith was projected to be one of the top picks out of Notre Dame when he came out of college. And then he tore his ACL in the bowl game. Like really bad tour ACL and some other CL and he was out for two years. Well, it's nice to announce that he is back in the NFL and playing at a high caliber level. So don't give up on your dreams even though you face roadblocks. So and that's why other, he's in there. And then the other candidate, Roger Federer. And the reason why I put him on there, because he is the most inspirational athlete in a sense of he's at age thirty seven. He's like a wizard out there on the tennis court and just people just flock to see this man play and I can see why because he's still an amazing player he doesn't have the power like he once has but he's got the the wizard-esque brain and just the way he plays the the game so you gotta say Roger Federer and I'll let you touch on the last candidate Serena Williams because she was pregnant playing tennis. How is that not inspirational? Everything she does is inspirational. The new Nike ad that she has. Honestly, Serena Williams is inspirational to so many people. She deserves to be in this category. Absolutely. I mean, you, you think about big name like Roger Federer, Serena Williams is right there. Right there. If not bigger. And the winner is Kevin. We're going to go with Jalen Smith. Woo. Wow. Because. All right. Because. I'd like to hear this. It's just such a long shot. When you have a devastating injury like he had, who sh- he probably should have been a top 10 draft pick, maybe even a top 5 draft pick, for yeah. him to turn it around the way he did and stay true and to become that caliber of player again, that's just, that's just an amazing comeback. I mean, you think about this. This happened 20 years ago. He'd be done. That'd be game over. It's just the technology that we have this year and also the drive and the effort. I'm not discounting the other three candidates because they're all inspirational in their own ways. And I think Shaquem Griffin won it last year. I think we did. Yeah, get, yeah we think we we knew yes. about this when he was at UCS. Yes. So we got it last year. Um, I would say also that any sort of award shows that you have in general are kind of like – Every single person, if you get nominated for an award show, you win. No matter oh, what. absolutely. You get a nomination, you win. I say everyone wins today. Everyone gets trophies, but no one picked up their trophies from the last two years. So I'm just sitting with so much inventory of trophies. So yep. I don't know what to do with all this. I, the, there's actually no trophies, but <laughs> it, you get what I'm saying. No one's giving credit for this award show, but that's all right. No, no. You, you get all the credit here on Sports Matters here at KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. So now the next category is team and coach you would most like to play for. Ooh, so these are pretty self-explanatory, but the Los Angeles Rams, Golden State Warriors, New England Patriots, <laughs> Boston Red Sox, and even though it's not on the list, this is a last second yes. right in Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals. Ooh, that's so tough. If I were a team and coach, I would want to play for all of them. <laughs> can, can I just start by there? 
But, so who, who's your award going to go to? Oh, you know who my award's going to. The Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And why not? I mean, come on, Steve Kerr, what a cool character to play yeah. for. But I'm going to say the Los Angeles Rams on my end. This is yeah. the one time I kind of disagree. Do you have a way in on this? Who would you prefer? Um, I would have to go with the UCI Rams. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. LA Rams. Yeah. I like it. Well, you wouldn't want to play for Pep Guardiola. Is that what you're saying? Um, I mean... I chose the LA Rams one because, I mean, I'm a LA guy. So, and also I wouldn't mind playing for Jared Goff. I know a lot of people gave him a, a lot of a stink for, uh, you know, not doing so well in the Super Bowl. But uh, I like to play with him because I feel like he has a, you know, really strong future. So I, I agree I like with to, you. Yeah. I think it's nothing but uh, onward and upward yeah. for uh, quarterback Jared Goff. Absolutely. I, I mean, to go up against the wizard Bill Belichick yeah, yeah. and Tom Brady, that's whew, well, just Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's what, what he had to really contend with. Okay, so leads us to best personality. Love so, this category. It so we the, got a few coaches and we got a, a player in there. So let me just explain what best personality is. It's the please. most entertaining person. Mm. The person that I mm. find very entertaining when they get up for a press conference, you just, oh, you pay attention. Right. And also the friendliest. And also so. the friendliest. It's it's a it's a multitude of things. It's a very broad category. They all win. So enlighten us on our uh, nominees. So first we got Sean McVay. Because he's Sean McVay, man. He is That's Mr. True. PC. He is just, <laughs> I mean, no, the he, guy is such a great a... press conference interview here. He is, knows yeah. how to answer questions. He's amazing interview. Exactly. So For I a young young head coach, he, he knows yeah. how to talk to the media. Did you see that thing with uh, the Guillermo from uh, Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> I, did not, <laughs> yeah. I did not explain so it. Funny. Yeah. So funny. It was just uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel did this uh, kind of segment with uh, Guillermo. And he sent him to the that press conference thing that they had where both teams came. Yes. And met the up. joint yeah. practice, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, they had uh, Guillermo, his little sidekick, go and ask him a bunch of like funny interview questions. And he gave, um, he was talking to Sean McVay, but also he gave uh, Bill Belichick a poncho, a Mexican poncho with his face on it and then his face on the back. <laughs> if you want to catch that, it's on YouTube. Yeah. So. Go, go YouTube it. Half <laughs> the things I say are you need a Google. And then ways. the next nominee is Coach Andy Reid because what a cool character he is. He just says it like it is, just very monotone, very, very low profile, but yet very friendly, but very knowledgeable. Our next nominee is Clay Thompson because have you ever heard Clay Thompson in an interview? Yes. The man is the most quotable person ever. He go he he comes off of a night of terrible shooting like they've been like why are you shooting the ball so bad he goes it don't break personal records by not shooting the ball just stuff like I that I love it I, I love, love it. Clay Thompson so much like the quotes like that uh, he has so many of them that I could quote but we don't have enough time we don't but have the enough famous time. the famous of all is coach Greg Popovich for his lack of personality he won the award last yeah, year <laughs> he did he did but the award this year goes to coach Sean McVay coach Sean McVay this year nice great personality great interview I'm a little heartbroken Clay Thompson didn't win, but that's all right. That's all right. I'll he, get over it. He, he, you know what? He, he's going to be in the line in the running for next year. Oh, I'm sure he'll be in the he'll win the one of these years. He's like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> all right, uh, our next topic we got the Unsung Hero yes. Award. This is where someone that is not mentioned in the media but does an amazing job. 
uh, regardless. First off, we have Lou Williams for the Clippers because he is a perennial unsung hero. Yes, I think he won it last year, too. He definitely won it last year. He deserves to win it in prior years. I think he won it the last two years, to be honest with you. He's my (laughs) definition of unsung hero. Next up is Eric Weddle because this man is so underappreciated. Has been in the NFL where teams just let him go. He goes to Baltimore. He resurrected that defense. And when you watch him, on just one of the just like one of the plays, you can see him how he's lining everybody up. He is a quarterback on the defensive side, putting everybody in the right position to make the play. He knows what all the plays were, and in fact, one game they played against the Patriots, Rob Gronkowski came up to him after the game. He goes, he goes, Eric, you knew every play. He goes, you knew every route that I was running. He goes, how'd you know? I mean, he goes, you just knew everything I was doing. I think he held him to one catch and eleven yards in that game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it's so he's an unsung hero, yes. and then we got Julian Edelman, who, who was the Super Bowl MVP, oh, Bowl who MVP. just does everything, just very intelligent, and then Eduardo Nunez, wow, for the Red Sox, who helped them win the World Series. He was very unsung, but it goes without saying. I think Eric Weddle yes. wins that award for sure. Absolutely, hands down, Eric Weddle wins the unsung hero. Breaking Lou Williams streak, unbelievable. Quick on a side NFL football note, I just heard this this morning on the radio that big Andrew Whitworth is going to yes, returning, re- returning for one more year. You need, right. you need your, uh, you need your blind spot. So Rams, covered. use those draft picks that you just got, the third round draft picks that you got for losing Watkins and Johnson on some offensive linemen. I don't know. That's just oh. my thinking, Cap. Uh, you know, I'm not but even worried. They're, they're going to draft really show. well. They draft. We're saving that for another yeah. show. But we here, got- here, here comes the tasty. And hot topic here is best feuds. I love best feuds. This is my favorite category. So most recent, Dell Depps versus the Lakers. Oh, Ooh. that was that yeah. was a we all knew amazing it. feud. And then <laughs> and then up in Golden State, yeah, Kevin Durant versus their media up versus, there. Yeah, well, the media in the, general. In general, yeah, is, yeah, he is not a fan of them for sure. We have Manny Machado versus everyone else. Who's against his three hundred million dollar yeah. contract? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely one. Well, I mean, when you say I'm not a Johnny Hustle kind of player, what do you expect? You know, like he, yeah, he, he met he met some uh, he met some flack with that. And how about Jalen Ramsey versus the NFL quarterbacks? But it didn't really come to fruition because nah. Jacksonville just had a horrible season. Yeah. That was a feud that kind of it was big and then it, it fizzled got, out yeah, real fizzled fast. Out. And then what was this last feud we so got? So the Minnesota head coach with the, his last name is Kill. College, 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 yeah. Minnesota University of Minnesota head football coach, the last name Kill, and their ex football head coach. Um, they both went at it and have been bickering back and forth, and that is just not a good look for any sort of ex head coach in general. That feud is making it this year, and it's the most recent feud, by the way. It's the most so, recent memory. who is the winner for the best feuds? The winner is Dale Demps versus the Lakers, <laughs> because that is, I've never seen that happen before. Well, we never see that, no. And, and you want to touch on that, Joel? Just that oh, whole. No, no, no. If you guys can uh, explain. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, it was it was for the when they were trading for Anthony Davis, oh, he was dealing in bad faith, yeah, yeah, yeah. and of ultimately course. it cost him his job. Yeah. I've never seen that ever happen no, in my yeah. life either. Yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah, that was all over the news. I remember that. So this past year, I was down under. So we have a uh, replaced a category here. It's the best Australian Open story. So obviously, yes, we know Novak Djokovic is an amazing player. 
But USA's Danielle Collins never won a slam match. And for the first time ever, she reached the semifinals. She's got fire, she's got passion, and she's fun to watch. Next next one up is USA's Francis Tiafo on the man, men's side. He reached the quarterfinals for the first time ever in Grand Slam competition. Though he met his he met his match when he uh, faced Rafael Nadal, and he just did not know what to do with Rafael Nadal's 1900 RPM spin on the ball. So, but I'll still Francis. He's only 21 years old. The future is bright for him. And then Czechoslovakia's Kvitova, amazing comeback win versus Serena. Now, to Serena's defense. She turned her ankle. She was up 5-1 to one in the third set. And Kvitova took advantage of it, and she reached the finals, defeating Serena. And ultimately, she pushed Naomi Saka you know, to the bridge, but Naomi came out on top. Obviously, she won the Australian Open. And last but not least, Greece's Stefano Sissipas upset the back-to-back Australian Open winner, 20-time slam winner, Roger Federer. Who wins? And the winner goes, you would think Danielle Collins, but Stefana Tsitsipas. All right, Tsitsipas. I mean, he took out the two-time defending champ. So Come see me if you want your award. Okay, best team. Best team. Now we're starting to get into the Oscar and ESPYs category. Yes. <laughs> so we got best team. We have the Red Sox, Warriors, Patriots, or the Washington Capitals. All great teams in their own respect. But I just have to say, who do you think I'm gonna pick? I know I I, I gotta I don't know. You kind of gave me that that weird look. It's almost like I think you're gonna say the Warriors, but I'm going with the Boston Red Sox. Going with the New England Patriots this wow. year have the best. I mean, that's the city of Boston in general. Yeah. Boston, you win this award. Boston's yeah. <laughs> winning this award this year. Although the Warriors should win it every year until the dynasty <laughs> breaks up, but. I can't be. I gotta be impartial and, and remain. <laughs> People need to see me as unbiased in these award shows. So I think I'm gonna go down to the very bottom here. I, we kind of got a little bit out of order because we're saving the best for last, the best female and best male athlete. True. For last. So you want to go like with the, in the Oscars. so we'll go with the comeback player of the year award. The comeback player of the year award. We have Tiger Woods after his countless number of surgeries and countless number of tabloid headlines coming back and playing very well. And he's ranked in the top 10. And he's ranked in the top 10. Number 10. And Juan Martin Del Potro. You can elaborate on that one. Came back, came off an injury, played really well this past year, really climbed up into rankings. He's the number four tennis player in the world. Next we up. have Boogie Cousins. He's not quite up to speed yet, but to come for a big guy... A torn Achilles to come back and starting to be productive. He hasn't kind kind of he's not found his way oh. as far as rhythm on the Golden State Warriors oh, yet. He is he's starting to hit his rhythm, but he's he, he's gonna yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. But man, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, yeah. The Colts were just you know cellar dwellers the last couple of years with him being injured. He come back and he's just the same guy he was before. And if you have to go all the way to Europe to find a specialist for your shoulder, you know it's bad. If you have yeah. to leave our country, if you go past James Andrews, you're like, "Nah, James Andrews, you can't help me." Okay, the most famous 
surgeon that we have in this country for that injury and has count, countless MLB contracts has been saved. If he can't save you and you go to Europe to get saved, you deserve to be in this category. And finally, pitcher David Price of the Boston Red Sox. He historically hasn't had good postseasons, and he was injured for a bit, but he came back strong this postseason and and proved to be dominant on a dominant Boston Red Sox team. So props to you, David Price. Now, all five of these people that we just mentioned are worthy of this award, but it can only go to one person. And Matt, who is our winner for the Comeback Player of the Year? Andrew Luck. I couldn't agree with you more. Andrew Luck I just definitely c- wins. After, you know, with those injuries that he had, it's like being in a car crash with a shoulder injury, you know, with a kidney injury. It just, you know, for him, the, the abuse that he's taken on his body to come back and to play at a, to be an MVP candidate. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So now, I guess we'll just we do got- it in order. Ladies first, I've- best female athlete. So the first candidate I put up there is Diana Chirossi, who is considered the best player in the NBA, WNBA right now. Amazing player. She did so well for us in the Olympics, too. She was just like the leader. Next up is Brianna Stewart of the Seattle Storm, who just all around on that historic UConn team where they actually broke the John Wooden 88-game win streak. She was part of that on the UConn team. And she helped the Seattle Storm win a championship. I'm adding one. Uh, Absolutely, one. as you should. So Sue Bird. It was her last season, yes. and she and Brianna Stewart were teammates. And guess what she did? She had a broken nose. She broke her nose and continued playing. Uh, yeah, and I think she won the award last year. And she won the yeah. award. So yeah. I want to put her. Yeah, in that absolutely. Category. Simona Halep who's just been playing phenomenal tennis last year, became the number one player of the world until the next candidate, Naomi Osaka, passed her up by winning the Australian Open. And the winner is... Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. The reason why we give it to her, she won the back-to-back Grand Slam titles. It's the first time that a tennis player has done that, not named Serena Williams, since Martina Hingis did it. And we're talking well over a decade and a half ago. And we're giving her the limelight that she deserves after she got overshadowed by Serena. But I tell you, Simona Halep, this Indian Wells tournament that's coming up right now is worth a 1,000 points. Simona didn't do so well last year. This year, she wins it. She could actually leapfrog Naomi and be back to the number one tennis player in the world. She's number two right now. But with that said... It is time for the best male athlete of the year. The competition is fierce in this year's category. It it, it really is. So, first off, who do we have on this list? The gunslinger, Patrick Mahomes. Unbelievable Mm. job this year. He seems like he's the future of the NFL. He seems like he's going to be the next apparent. The NFL MVP. Yeah, the NFL MVP. He probably deserves Rookie of the Year, too, if this was a basketball. If the NBA rules applied to the NFL, he would have won Rookie of the Year and MVP. That just shows you how good he was. So he is in our category this year. And then next up, Novak Djokovic, who's won the last three slams, Wimbledon, U.S. Open, Australian Open. He's He's going for the Grand Slam if he can win the French Open. So we'll see. 
That's really hard because Rafael Nadal is 86-2 on clay. Up next, <laughs> we've got the five-tool man, Mookie Betts. Also the, the AL Red, MVP. Also the AL MVP, though. That's, that's, this is a tough category. It's, Tom Brady, last year's winner. I gave it to him last year because he did an amazing job. And then Giannis Antetokounmpo. Did you say it right? Say it one more time. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Five times fast. Can't do it five times fast. (laughs) I don't think anyone can. But I nailed it twice in a row. Whoop, whoop. You did nail it twice in a row. MVP candidate this year. You know what? I, I don't even know. I don't even know who to give this to. I really don't. I mean, it could be a tie. I, it could be a five-way tie. But we need to give this to Patrick Mahomes. Yes, our winner, Patrick Mahomes. Worldwide, and, I give it to Novak Djokovic. But right here it, in the yeah. U.S. of A., you got to go with Patrick Mahomes. Let's give them all a round of applause. It, it, it's on just air. the it's just the electric fine season. And thank you once again to tuning in to Sports Matters with Sports Matters Awards. Go to KCI.org, click on our show, Sports Matters, which is on Tuesday's schedule, and it'll take you to all of our podcasts. SoundCloud, I'll have the most recent podcast up later today. Excellently done. All Sports Matters.